You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hey everybody, this is Claire. And guess who? It's Tony. He's back. We uh, we roped him in even though he's uh, no longer working here at ACB. He has kindly um, agreed to come and participate again. So thanks, Tony. My pleasure. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water, as they say. And yeah, that's right. What's that comes the- from Jaws, an old movie, Claire. Oh, there we go. What's the song, The Cat Came Back? You couldn't get rid of him or something like that? So, I never Yeah. <laughs> That would be um, after my time. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we are just here this week to do a podcast. So this is the podcast for the week of, what is this week? It is November 19th, um, so the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, so this will. I imagine this will drop Tuesday or Wednesday of the week. So happy exactly. Thanksgiving to everybody. Yep. Um, so yeah, well, with that, we thought we would talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Um, I know it's a topic on everybody's mind. So just wanted to talk a little bit about what we're thankful for as people who are blind and kind of what that means and what that doesn't mean. So um, Tony, is there anything you're especially thankful for this week? I am thankful that my commute this morning was about 12 seconds from one room to the next room. Rub it in. <laughs> Last Monday, when it was Veterans Day, and it was over a four-hour commute because all the trains in D.C. were messed up and then holiday schedule. But no, um, you know, for me, I mean, I'm no longer technically part. I mean, I'm still a member of ACB. Yes. But, you know, in the sense of, uh, you know, I missed the meetings this morning and I was thinking of you all. But, you know, I mean, clearly it's it's thankful for new opportunities and new change. Um, and, and in a sense, it's been a great first day. Today is my first day when this is recorded on Monday of my new position as executive director for, we sent the press release out this morning. So it's now official. I'm now with the downtown Baltimore family Alliance. Um, we're kind of quietly, uh, not spreading word too much just for stakeholders, but we had a fabulous fundraiser on Friday night and got a chance to meet a lot of our stakeholders and just really engage people in Baltimore. Baltimore is a a very grassroots kind of town, especially since the Freddie Gray murders, there's been a real murder by the police. Uh, you know, in 2015, there's been a real strong sort of resurgence of community activism and organizing in Baltimore. And tonight I go to my sort of first rally around education and oh, that's awesome. uh, jumping right in. So it's, it's exciting. You know, it's, uh, you know, advocating on blindness is no real different than advocating on any other yeah. issue if it's something you're passionate about. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's actually that's actually a perfect um, segue into what I wanted to talk about because, um, as an advocacy organization, we deal with a lot of civil rights, and um, we're constantly on the hill, um, you know, advocating on behalf of laws or trying to tell congresspersons that certain laws wouldn't be so beneficial to the blind community. And when I talk to a lot of people about civil rights or, for instance, the Americans with Disabilities Act is something I've worked a lot with over the years, um, people will say, I'm so thankful to have the ADA. And that's true. I'm you know, unbelievably thankful to have the Americans with Disabilities Act. I'm part of what a lot of people call the ADA generation because I grew up with the ADA. I was only two years old when it passed. So yeah, I'm definitely thankful to have this kind of law. But at the same time, I often want to kind of challenge people 
toward what it means to have a civil right? Should we say, well, thank you so much that we have them? Or instead, should we say, but do we really have to say thank you? It's our civil rights, just like any other American or, you know, even international rights. We shouldn't have to be saying, you know, thank you that you provide audio description for TV shows or thank you that I have the right to have a job because I have a disability. No, like it's our civil rights. So we shouldn't have to constantly be saying thank you for that. You know, of course, we want to be thankful for everything, um, but just kind of putting it in a bigger context that, you know, these are our civil rights. People aren't just doing us a favor. I think that's the best way to look at it. You know, people aren't just doing us a favor because they hired somebody who's blind or, you know, they let us bring our guide dog inside. But, you know, these are our civil rights that it's a right, not necessarily just a favor. And I, I think it's an important thing to think about going into Thanksgiving week, sort of the difference between thank you and being thankful. Mm, that's um, so yeah. I, think that, I think they're two different things. I mean, you know, it's always nice to, you know, I was raised a, a well-mannered boy to say please mm -hmm. and thank you and all those things. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it is something where these are our rights. We shouldn't have to thank people for extending us the right to, you know, inner access, public access, places of public accommodation. We shouldn't have to yeah. think, not just on blindness, but, you know, the right for security to live yeah. um, safely in our community, the right to be able to move freely through our community, uh, the right to have opportunity extended to us equally as compared to the person next to us. Like, these are things we shouldn't have to say thank you for, but I think they're important to remember that they're things that we need to be thankful for because of course, yeah. a right or no right, they, they can be taken away from us at any moment. And, and his, history has shown, and, and I learned this the hard way, you know, with my father's demise in Mexico in the early 1990s, uh, you know, rights are not always granted. And, and sometimes you have to fight for those rights. I think yeah, the Beastie Boys said that, didn't they? Sorry to say that, what? I think the Beastie Boys set that for it, didn't they? Sorry, no, that was fight for your right to party. Never mind. That's right, fight for the rights. Um, no, I really like the way you put that, Tony, because um, the example that just popped into my mind is Rosa Parks, the amazing Rosa Parks. And, um, you know, she had the right to be on the bus. So people don't have to say thank you for that right, but people are so thankful, the word you used, unbelievably thankful for what she did because because of her that this huge, you know, change happened and, you know, really started to um, bring about some change on buses and other civil rights. So yeah, it's not being thank, uh, you know, thanking somebody for a right, but being thankful for, to the person for, you know, what they're doing to bring about change and fight for rights and that kind of thing. Um, and that's something else I wanted to talk about is kind of what we can be thankful for. The people we are thankful to are the people who really helped to bring about the change that we've seen to fight for those rights that we have a right to. It's one of those things where you always think of um, posthumously thanking people like after it's too late. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, I think I encourage people to think about who were they thankful for this year that, that is sort of laying the, or has walked ahead of them. Because we lost in the blind community two superstar solid advocates this year, both from Washington State. I was at the Washington State Convention a couple weeks ago. It was my last sort of state convention I got to attend while still with ACB in the formal setting. And, you know, Sue Amateur and, and Marlena Lieberg were, were two amazing women that I think, looking back at this past year, that I'm thankful that I got to know two amazing advocates like them. Yeah. And 
you know, but it's, it's a little hard to thank somebody after they're gone. Uh, so I'm thinking this year, like who is still around this really are those role models, those inspirations, the people that have walked ahead of me yeah. that, that I'm thankful for. I mean, you know, there's family, um, but my, well, my family's pretty much gone except for my sister, but you know, it's like, um, but who are we thankful for? Is it the folks like within our own organization? You know, I'm thankful for having a, a wonderful executive director, Eric, that I got to work That's under, right. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, who taught me not just about advocating, but just shadowing him in a lot of ways in my new role as an executive director. Uh, you know, the things I learned from him that I'm, I'm now thinking to myself today on my first day, oh, I have to apply these and think of this. And, you know, it's a lot more cogs behind a working nonprofit than, than you know, just getting up and speaking loudly. So. <laughs> for sure. You know, but there's a lot of things that I'm thankful for this year. And, and, and I, you know, it's, it's trying to think of the people that have walked ahead of us. And in a sense, thinking how can we be similar to those people, the idea of paying it forward or who, sure. who maybe we're walking ahead of that we're not aware of that we can turn behind us and look, look behind, if not, you know, obviously physically, but in a sort of, you know, metaphysical sense of leadership. Yeah. I know. And I constantly try to remind myself, like I said, people call my generation the ADA generation um, with the idea that we grew up with the ADA. And so some people point to us and say, you know, maybe they're not appreciative because all they know is the ADA. But I can say, at least for myself and many, many people I know that that's not the case. We're unbelievably thankful for what people like Judy Human and Justin Dart, you know, did to bring about the Americans with Disabilities so that uh, Americans with Disabilities Act so we can benefit from that. And so, like you said, paying it forward, you know, we're not just the ADA generation isn't just sitting around saying, okay, you know, everything's done. We have the law. We're fine. No, we're saying, how can we really move forward to make sure it's implemented, to fix things that haven't worked out the way that they should have, um, to really carry it forward? Because there's a lot of work to do. So I personally look back and I'm thankful toward the people um, who were, you know, came before us who did a lot of these things so that we can keep fighting and we can bring about more change because it is an ever-evolving process. And you know, hopefully one day the advocacy won't be so necessary, but it's probably a long, long way off. So being able to look back and being so thankful to those leaders who we've had to look up to, who have really done things for us in Congress, in the courts, and even just at a grassroots community uh, level, you know, bringing people together and that kind of thing. So really participating in all the different venues and levels um, within the United States to bring about the rights for people with disabilities and the blind community specifically. So what are the, some of the things you're thankful for then as far as actions this year, like, like sort of milestones or what's on your plate for being thankful then? That's a good question. Um, I'm really, since I've been here at ACB for about eight months now, it's been really, really great to be inside the, the, you know, the workings, I guess you could say, to kind of see what's going on, because I've always been fortunate to kind of see from the outside what's going on, but being on the inside is even more um, awesome to be, to see what's going on, being thankful. So I feel really thankful to kind of see the different um, projects we're working on to do things like um, advocating on the right of service animal users. I've been a service animal user for over 10 years now, and, you know, there's a lot of issues that come from that. So I'm so thankful to see, you know, what ACB is doing to ensure that those of us who use service animals, you know, have the rights we we need to 
you know, fly on an airplane. I'm flying home for Christmas in a few weeks. And because of the work that's done in this, this community, I can get on the airplane and go home. And I'm so thankful for that. So um, things like that, some of the work we're doing in transportation, um, what else are we doing? All kinds of projects, you know, it's so, so broad. So I'm just really thankful for seeing the different things that um, we've talked about on past podcasts and we'll talk about on future podcasts, um, things like employment and education, um, just a little bit of everything. So it's really great to be able to see at the grassroots level what's going on to know what I could be thankful for as somebody who's blind. Mm. Yeah. It is funny to think earlier in the year, Completely different tone as far as independently traveling with our service animals on the airlines when Delta dropped its exactly uh, yeah policy and where it would have been for those of us that would be traveling. I mean, luckily I'm not flying this week, but it would have been yeah. a big headache if if there weren't folks like ACB and other folks out there advocating. This yeah, so many groups. It's really cool. Um, we're part of something called the Consortium of Citizens with Disabilities. And since I've been here at ACB, I've gotten to participate in meetings and work with groups like Paralyzed Veterans and United Spinal. It's so cool to see what those um, advocates are doing too to um, benefit the disability community. And even though they might not be working specifically for blindness issues, they all piggyback on each other and we all really um, support each other. Our cause um, helps their cause and vice versa. And yeah. so that's another great thing to be thankful for is kind of the, the bigger civil rights community that we get to work with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and now we have groups like Tony's group. Again, it's not specifically blindness related, but we're all working together. We're all fighting, fighting the good fight together. So thank you for groups like yours, Tony. Well, you're very kind. It's my pleasure. I mean, it's, it's no group is, is in of itself run by an individual. I mean, a group is by the nature, uh, you know, a cross section of people that have come together for a common cause or purpose. I think I'm thankful this year coming out of our gala starting, you know, with this nonprofit um, as our executive director is really, uh, and this is a reminder for ACB as well as a member of ACB, but more importantly for the almost three years I had working as a paid employee the value of volunteers. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's something amazingly to be thankful for because it is, it is a, a, a force to be reckoned with when, you know, you, the idea that, okay, you could hire someone to take the role. And this came up in a conversation during a lunch meeting with somebody that, you know, you can have 300 people show up as volunteers. And then suddenly if staff starts doing all those things because they just have the bandwidth and the time, you know, what do the volunteers sort of stand there and say, oh, well, okay, we'll just let the staff do this. Um, but the reality is when you get those volunteers and if they, if they step to the side thinking it's just going to be, okay, well, the nonprofit, you know, without the volunteer, it, it, it's almost just like a mute, a, a mute organization. I mean, it really can lose its synergy. And so for me, uh, the greatest value I probably have to be thankful for too is the fact that so many people like Sue and Marlena we're volunteers, you yeah. know, so many people that, that are the real leaders and people come up to me sometimes and they're like, how can I get in and do what you do? Like, you have the coolest job in the world. And I've had people come up to me several times and say, I want your job. You have the coolest job in the world. And though, you know, one of the things I always tell them, I said, you know what you need to do? Find a board that needs good leadership. Yeah, for sure. And offer yourself up for that board as a volunteer. Cause that's where the real the real leaders. I'm just an executor in a sense. I execute and, and 
you know, offer logistics and operations. And yes, there's professional guidance and I'm, I'm a forward voice in any of the nonprofits I've worked with over my 25 years. But at the real core, you know, of any nonprofit and the way they're designed is to have a board of directors that's mission driven and not just them, but the people that, that sort of want to follow that board. Um, you know, these are the real leaders and these are the people I'm probably most thankful about. So like in the case of ACB, if you've never been to a convention, you know, it is, it is run by volunteers. Yeah. It is staffed by a lot of volunteers, very few staff. And it is an incredible operation that, that would not be anywhere near what it is without the people that give their own personal time when they could be doing other things. They could be sitting at the beach or reading the book or all kinds of things. And instead they chose to volunteer. So I think, you know, probably one of the things I'm most grateful for this year and, and a reality of, of the importance of it in this new role I have is the value of volunteers. No, it's so true. Um, I've thought that a lot. Um, like Tony was saying, we have a lot of different um, committees and what have you that make up ACB, as I'm sure most of our listeners know who are part of ACB. I mean, if, you, if you're not aware, get involved, you know, please participate. But when I um, participate in the calls on the evenings and that kind of thing during the weekends, and I hear these great people who are giving up hours of their time and are, you know, really thinking hard about these issues and giving a lot of great input and, you know, really dedicating their time to the cause. And they're just volunteers, like Tony said, you know, I get on the call and I love it but I'm a paid employee. Um, not that I don't love it, but you know, you have to think, wow, these people are giving their time for a cause they really care about. So it is something we're really thankful for and appreciative here at ACB that like Tony said, without our members, we, we wouldn't exist. We couldn't do what we do. So shout out to all of our, our ACB members and what you guys are doing. So well, we are I, very grateful. you know, the word charity comes from Caritas, which I believe is Greek for heart. And, and it's when people give of themselves. Oh, you got to break out the Greek. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it is a, it, you know, when you talk about charity and just caritas, a, a giving of oneself, a heart, a compassion. Um, and, and that's the core of any charity. And we're technically under the law are considered charity, even though we're sort of an advocacy. You know, we're not, we don't run a soup kitchen or anything like that. But, but it is a collection of people that are giving their hearts. And, and yeah. In different ways, they might give it through money, they might give it through time, they might give it through, you know, suggestions or feedback or whatever they can do. But so, yeah, so it's that it's digging into that core. And I think an important thing to think about for anybody, you know, you know, who are we thankful for that's ahead of us? Who can we be thankful for that's behind us that we can turn around and, and find out who we can help lead? And yeah. just in that sense of wanting to give, you know, um, yeah. there's a lot of old proverbs and other sayings in, in all different faiths around the world that really talk about the value of giving. And, you know, that leads into, you know, uh, remember folks, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving is Giving That's Tuesday. Right. Giving Tuesday. Find a nonprofit, of course. Now I won't put a plug in for mine. <laughs> BaltimoreFamilies.org. But, ACB. You know, ACB.org. But, you know, what, what are the, uh, Eric's going to make you cut that out now. But, right. uh, what are the, what are the, but seriously, you know, if, if it's ACB, if it's Giving to the American Council of the Blind on Giving Tuesday, uh, think about it. You know, how can, how can you give as an individual to help support an organization that, that really embodies the heart and the spirit of a movement? So. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just one last thing I wanted to touch upon um, toward the end of our podcast. 
just one last thing we should really be thankful for, and I'm putting this plug in because I'm the political science nerd, you know, political science major in college. It's just that we should be th so thankful that we do um, live in a democratic country where we have the rights to say what we believe in and, you know, push the causes that we believe in. That's not the case in a lot of places around the world. Um, and as persons with disabilities, we should feel, you know, very blessed to have a place where we can speak out for our right. And uh, with the 116th Congress soon to come, I just want to encourage our listeners to be so thankful that they have the right to have a representative. Um, so please get involved. You know, you can contact your representatives, um, find them online, get involved, write letters, make phone calls. Let us know what the issues are so we can write letters and make phone calls for you. But just realize how, you know, lucky we are and how thankful we should be that we have a country where although things move slow and Sometimes it can be frustrating. We do have direct access. You know, here in the national office, we're in Alexandria, which is literally a 20-minute ride from the, the Capitol building. And um, I myself get to go to the Capitol building fairly often. And how great is that, that we have access right there to the people who make the laws that affect us as blind Americans? So be thankful that we have that access. And again, please, you know, let us know what the issues are that you're facing. Um, and we, we can make that contact for you. And just remember how, how fortunate we are that you can, you can literally pick up your phone, call a number and be connected to your congressperson. That's pretty, pretty amazing in a lot of ways if you think about it. So just a great thing to think about when you're eating your turkey in just a few days. So, yeah. It's, you know, the First Amendment is the first, is the first of the, the Bill of Rights. And it is, in a sense, it, it's, it gives us authority in both mind, body, and soul, as I like to think of it, when you factor in the freedom of press, which is the mind, to be able to say what we think, um, the freedom of religion, which is the soul, the ability to believe what we believe, and, and the last one that not a lot of people think about, but that gives us the, the ability to lobby and to, to, to yeah. protest and to stand up to our rights before Congress uh, to air our grievances to Congress. Uh, and that's the other part of the First Amendment. So it really is sort of a trifecta of advocating, which simply means to speak on behalf of, you know, yeah. which is, is what it directly translates from. So, you know, I would say that, you know, be thankful for, for advocating. That's how we always in the podcast, but it is, you know, there are so many ways we can speak out. The First Amendment alone gives us three pathways to really mm -hmm. exercise that right. Um, and I think in some ways, you know, while folks love to talk politics with family at the dinner table for Thanksgiving, <laughs> come up, um, don't be afraid to speak out. Yeah, please. Great. Well, thank you again so much, Tony, for joining us your first day on your new job. We are, that's something we can be thankful for. We still have access to Tony. So thank you, Tony. My pleasure. And, uh, we look forward to having you back soon. So thanks everybody for listening on this week of Thanksgiving and remember, keep advocating. You've been listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. For questions and comments, email advocacy at acb.org. Learn more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting us online at www.acb.org.